Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. little rage against the machine for you as we kick off this 3 o'clock hour. What's going on, DMV? Hope you're all doing well today. 106.7 The Fan back on your AM FM dial. We're on the Odyssey app. And we're on the stream at thefandc.com. However, you are tuned into our show today. We appreciate you being with us. I'm Danny Noakes, our guy Denton Day, producing the show. Three segments to go. We are off the air at 340 sharp, making way for Nats on deck. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler with 30 minutes of pregame coverage before first pitch. The Nationals at the Diamondbacks, 410. 800-636-1067 is the MGM National Harbor listener line. Call us there. You can hit us up on Twitter as well. I'm at Danny Noakes. You can tweet the station as well, at 1067 fan, And you could tweet my producer, at the Denton Day, where he's also a comedian, <laughs> dropping in on the conversation with uh, Ben Roethlisberger that we were having at the end of the last segment. Denton, I like the point that you just made on Twitter, buddy. <laughs> I mean, Ben Rosberger is hypocritical. He's been Big holding time. other people back, and now he's saying, oh, what about the team? Well, yeah. Come on, man. Exactly. And so to paraphrase Denton's tweet here, he essentially called the called attention to the fact that Roethlisberger was unwilling to mentor any young quarterbacks in, I mean, how many of his final years did, the, did that saga go on, Denton? Like four or five? It, it was, was like four of them. And he'd hold them dry over the offseason to get more money than not help anybody. He thinks because he took a pay cut once for T.J. Watt that he's a hero all of a sudden. I'm not buying it. No, I'm not either. Right? And I think that's, that's very well said, buddy. So the, you got all our Twitter handles, so you can hit us up there. And we're going to return to a little bit of baseball here. Well, it's 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 a little bit of baseball, but it's also more of a an overarching D.C. sports topic because the D.C. Sports Hall of Fame class of 2022 was announced earlier this week. And among the members of that class, which are basketball great Len Elmore, you had Mark Two Sharp Johnson, Alan Webb, Maryland basketball standout Christy Winter-Scott, some others as well. Among them, Washington Nationals owner Mark Lerner. And I, I referenced this earlier in the show. There's a pregame ceremony next Sunday, July 31st, 1230 before the game against the Cardinals. 
that I just realized I'm going to be at. <laughs> We're going up to a concert in Maryland on Saturday night before coming back through D.C., back down to Richmond on Sunday, and we're going to stop off and watch the Nats play at 1 o'clock next Sunday. Turns out there's a pregame ceremony to honor Mark Lerner, who's going into the D.C. Sports Hall of Fame. And so I bring it up not because I'm going to be there, not because I even care that much, but I think this is a factor. I think, at least for me as a human, I couldn't possibly not have this be a factor as even if you gave me, you know, the heavens and the earth in terms of money, this is the way that I would still think. And I, I feel like the Lerner family has to, at some point, be thinking about their legacy. Have to acknowledge that someone with that much money, obviously, they live a very different life. Their brain has different things to worry about. They have, you know, they just live in a completely different world. So I don't want to speak for them, but most of us would be thinking about, okay, the learners are looking to sell the team. We brought Washington, D.C. a world championship, a world series, something that no one had done in 100 years. That's pretty good. But you know what? If you look around, as big as that was, as fun and as amazing of a magic carpet ride as that 2019 season was, especially the postseason, it was magical. It's really starting to fade quickly, more quickly than, I mean, potentially any other championship that's been won as of late. Think about how it was October of 2019 that the Nationals won that World Series, and then a couple of months later, before the next season starts, the 2020 season, the whole world shuts down due to covid and so the Nats never even got a chance to have an opening day ceremony where they unveiled a banner. You know, the ring ceremony was all awkward and there were no fans in the stands. It's like they won the World Series and then the lights went out. And that's not just due to COVID. The lights went out. Steven Strasburg got hurt. We haven't really seen much of him at all. I believe the tally is... 30 innings over the last three years since winning World Series MVP. You had, naturally, as any team would after winning a championship, some guys leave. But you've also had other guys that have come in, like Schwarber, who's already been sent out. And what remains of the team has just not been very good. Even Soto is not playing at the level that we're accustomed accustomed to seeing him play at. So it really is like we went from the absolute summit of Everest in 2019 and then pff, complete black. And when it comes to the Lerner family, they're well aware that they allowed Harper to go for nothing. They allowed Rendon to go. They traded Trey. They traded Max. Rendon is the one of those players, I think, that's probably not going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Trey, he's so young, and there's still so much baseball left in his career. That's probably still up in the air as well. But if he stays on the trajectory that he's on, if Harper does, if Soto does, and if Soto really isn't going to be a gnat for life, 
how many other franchises can even say that they've had this much Hall of Fame talent come through their doors in this short span of time? It's a very small list. It's a very small list. And I think that you can't possibly, no matter how rich you are, not think about that. The safest thing for the learners to do is to just wait, don't trade Soto, and let the new ownership group deal with whatever happens next. That's the safest thing that you could do. Why would you even risk trading him, becoming an even worse baseball team this year? You're already the worst team in the league. But you don't even have a future to plan for if you're selling the team. So why would you trade the Nationals' future away or trade for it when it doesn't concern you? It just doesn't make sense. So that's why I'm really I'm really convinced that this is not going to happen before August 2nd. I'm tr- I'm very convinced. This is me grabbing little tidbits of information from reports that we've seen. I'm not saying this because I have insider information from Scott Boris or the Washington Nationals. I'm telling you this based on what I'm seeing and the way that things are playing out. It wouldn't make sense for them, for the Lerner family, to trade him. From a baseball standpoint, we keep going back to Juan Soto's value and it diminishing over time. He is not going to ask for less money. All right, He's definitely not going to ask for less money over the next two years, even if no one's willing to offer him another contract extension uh, if they trade him before August 2nd and then try to extend him. That number's not going to go down. Now, what teams will be willing to give up for him is going to go down if they have one fewer postseason run to make with him. And that's the difference between trading him before this August 2nd trade deadline and not. You either get three postseason runs with him or you get two if you're one of the teams that's looking to acquire his services. But from the learner standpoint, why even take that risk? There's just no reason to. <laughs> and it, from what we've heard, from some of the things that we've heard Grant Paulson talking about, and Grant Paulson was out in L.A. at, at the All-Star game, he definitely has inside sources. And some of his sources have been saying that the baseball people in the front office for the Nats would trade Soto now if they could, but that the learners are not willing to sign off on that. And I, I, I have to say that that's just the smart business play at this point, if you're the learner family. But I think they also have to consider their legacy. And that's where I referenced the DC Sports Hall of Fame class, Mark Lerner being a 2022 inductee. You know, I suppose that he could have said, nah, I don't want to be in the DC Sports Hall of Fame class when they offered him admission. And, you know, he ultimately said, yes, he wouldn't have had to. So I think that there is something of legacy in their minds. How much of it does it actually matter? It's a good question. It's a good question. But to, the, the more I think about it, and the more time that passes, the more it doesn't make sense to me for the Nats to go and trade him before August 2nd, from, from the learner's standpoint. So before we step aside and take a quick break, let's go over to the phones. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open at 800 800- 636-1067. Got time for a quick call, maybe two. Let's go to Ron, who is in Great Falls. Ron, you are on 106.7 The Fan. How's it going? Yeah, great. How you doing? Love the show. Thanks very much for taking my call. 
Yeah, thank you. What do you got for me? I, I disagree a little bit about Soto. I mean, I think it depends what you can get, right? If we mm-hmm. can get two starters, three prospects, two draft picks, then I don't know how you don't do that deal. Um, but it depends what you can get. I love Soto. I hope he plays here for the rest of his life, um, and I'll be a fan of him wherever he goes. My real question is, why is why is Davey Johnson getting such a pass on a team that has obviously given up? Why Why do we not talk about how come this team clearly has quit? Yeah. It's a good question, Ron. And I know you mean Davey Martinez, but... Uh, yeah, yes. sorry, sorry. My bad. Yeah, yeah. And I know. I remember the Davey Johnson days as well. But that's a good question, uh, yeah. Ron. That, that's a great question. I mean, and it, 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 I mean even Soto. I mean, he's, he's... Look, I love the guy. And again, as, as I said before, I hope he plays here the rest of his career. But he's, he, you know, he's hitting 50 points under his career average. I mean, why is this team not playing like they care? That's what yeah. I want to understand. Yeah, it's a great call. It's a great question, Ron, and, and I appreciate you, you asking it because it is it's it needs to be asked. They have been, and it's not just been this year, right? It, they've there seems to have been a pattern of stupid base running mistakes, right? If I'm if I'm pointing to specific things that I see, the base running drives me nuts. They've got several guys on the team that make ridiculous mistakes on the base paths. And I don't know if it's because they're not paying attention or, like Ron said, maybe they've given up. But either way, that drives me bonkers. And then you have errors in the field as well. I don't think it's at its worst point, but there, it's it's definitely <laughs> it, it's it's bad enough. And, and the argument that the team's bad now with Soto, I don't necessarily love that because. They've had good players, right? In in 2018, they had the roster that won the World Series in 2019, Sans Corbin and, and Sans Harper, right? They didn't have Corbin yet, and they hadn't yet gotten rid of Bryce Harper. But it was mostly the same team, and they just didn't play that well. That was Davies' first year. They went 500. That is also worth asking. So there is a lot of uncertainty surrounding what happens next because there's also the question of do you extend both Mike Rizzo and or Davey Martinez? When when Ron said Davey Johnson, I thought we were going to get a reference to earlier Nats games, but he, he meant not Martinez. The Davey Johnson years were were certainly <laughs> not something any any of us want to go back to, I don't think. But Ron said he, he slightly d- disagrees too with, with what I was saying about the Nats trading Soto, and if if they're offered a couple of prospects, a couple of draft picks, and a starter or two, you got to take it. I, I'm I'm not necessarily saying that I wouldn't do that. I'm saying from the learner's perspective, you're just safest. Your your safest bet is to just hold on to him, because it's a no matter what decision you make on whether to trade him or not, and the prospects that come back. You just you don't know how that's going to play out, and you can hand that stress and that the actual decision itself. You can leave that to the next ownership group. It doesn't really serve the learners to sell off Juan Soto right now anymore. If you're not going to be there anymore, but that might not be how they're approaching this because 
this is the future of the franchise, and they obviously want some say in it. But again, I don't think it's going to happen before August 2nd. That doesn't mean it's not possible, and that doesn't mean that teams aren't going to put on the full-court press to make it happen, because I think they will. All right, long segment, good stuff. Thanks to Ron for the call, good stuff. More time for your calls next. If you'd like, we've got more NFL to get into as well. Stick around. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. Final segment this afternoon on 106.7 The Fan. Whether you're just joining us now, you've been with us for the last two and a half hours, or if you've only been with us for a couple of segments, we are just glad that you decided to spend a little bit of your Sunday with us. I'm Danny Noakes, Denton Day, back in the studio producing the show. Got about a 10-minute segment here before we hand it off to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler for Nats on Deck, Nationals at the Diamondbacks, 410 first pitch, and 30 minutes of pregame coverage is coming your way here in just about 10 minutes. 800-636-1067, MGM National Harbor listener lines opening for about five or so more minutes. You can shoot me a tweet if you'd like, at Danny Noakes. That's where I'm at there as well. Before we get to a couple of different NFL topics, one fun, one not so fun, I want to go to Major League Baseball real quick because outside of Washington, D.C., there's some interesting things happening as well. Not just the NL East race, which is now down to half a game, by the way, a half a game lead for the New York Mets over the Atlanta Braves. Braves have been chipping away at that bad boy slowly, man. It was ten and a half games about a month ago, and now it's down to half a game. Leave it to the Mets, man. Leave it to the Mets to absolutely squander a massive lead in the division. I will say, they haven't had Jacob deGrom all year, so that is definitely something that's contributing to that. But, but, in Philadelphia, Pete Rose is going to be making an appearance on the field next month for the first time since receiving a lifetime ban from Major League Baseball. That lifetime ban came in August 1989, after the betting scandal, obviously, from 1985 to 1987, Rose placed numerous bets on the Cincinnati Reds to win while playing for and managing the team. So, obviously, Pete Rose being the career hits leader for Major League Baseball, he's going to be introduced on the field alongside many former teammates from the 1980 World Series championship team on August 7th. So, that's interesting. He... Late, most recently applied for MLB reinstatement in 2015, and that was rejected by Commissioner Rob Manfred. Now, Rose has made appearances for ceremonies in Cincinnati since being banned, but this will be the first time that he's actually on the field in Philadelphia. So, something to think about. Just interesting. 17-time All-Star was Pete Rose. 826 of 4,256 hits came in Philadelphia. He played there from 1979 to 1983. So I don't necessarily think that means that they're closer to reinstating him or anything, but you know, anytime Pete Rose pops up in being welcomed back to something in baseball, it's worth at least peeking at because he is the all-time career hits leader. So that's something to note right there. Now, over to the NFL... Packers All-Pro offensive lineman David Bakhtiari is on his way to the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. Only played in one game last year. He tore his ACL in December of 2020, so he's still been working his way back from that. But if you'll remember, the Packers already lost their one and two options at wide receiver after they traded Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling also left the team this offseason. Adams now with the Raiders and and... 
uh, Valdez Scantling with the Kansas City Chiefs, where I think he will have quite an impact there with no more Tyree Kill. By the way, I, I know a little bit of something about regret from trading away Devontae Adams. The dumbest fantasy trade I ever did was last year. Started off 0-2, Devontae Adams hadn't had a touchdown yet, and I had some injuries and really needed some depth at running back. Not to mention, I would get an upgrade at tight end in this trade, but I traded Devontae Adams for Chris Carson and George Kittle. Now, Kittle ended up being a pretty big upgrade, but Chris Carson, I think, got hurt two weeks later and didn't play the rest of the season. It absolutely killed me. It was the dumbest trade I've ever made. Fully acknowledge that, and I'll never do anything like that again. I'll never trade my first pick in a fantasy draft ever again. But I still went on to finish. Uh, I still went on to lose in the semifinals of the playoffs, a fourth place finish. So that's not too bad. That's pretty good, actually, when you consider you traded away your best player in uh, in week two or after week two. That was dumb. I acknowledge it. I was dumb. Uh, but on the topic of the pup list, JP Finley said on his Commanders podcast late last week that there is also a good chance that Chase Young is going to open camp on the pup list. That's not certain yet. We'll know for sure in a couple of days, obviously, when the commanders open camp and they're obligated to release this type of information. But it's sounding like Chase Young's still working his way back. He's still rehabbing and, and that he will probably find himself on the pup list when training camp opens in just a couple of days. So the last little bit of NFL news that I have for you. This is fun, right? It's, well, it's supposed to be fun. We're going to have a little bit of fun with it. Only about five minutes to go. Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Irsay paid $6 million for Muhammad Ali's WBC championship belt at an auction. Now, Jim Irsay is known for his ridiculous collection of memorabilia, and it's a lot, a lot of it has to do with music, but a lot of it is in sports, too. If you're looking for some background on it, go watch the... There's an episode of Hard Knocks from last year where... They kind of let you behind closed doors, and Ursay shows you some of his collection. But so, Muhammad Ali's WBC championship belt that Muhammad Ali won in 1974, the Rumble in the Jungle, the victory over George Foreman in Zaire, right? It's said to be one of the most prized pieces of sports memorabilia that, that exists right now. And apparently the process lasted until like 4 a.m. But think about this. The belt sold back in 2016, six years ago, that's not that long, for about $358,500. And then in 2017, a year later, only $120,000. Ursay just bought it for six mil. <laughs> Talk about some inflation. Good Lord. No, I, I understand that in the auction process, he was just trying to outbid some people. But so having a little bit of fun here, Denton, I pose this question to you. Let's say, hypothetically, you come into an absurd amount of money. You come into owner-type money. Whether you won the lottery or somebody gave you a big-time promotion, you just came into millions of millions of dollars, and you can go out and buy whatever you want. What's the first thing that you would buy? I'm getting both arms covered in tattoos, both legs covered in tattoos. Really? Just going with the tats? Well, I'm a tat I like guy. That. I like that. Do you have any tats already? Yeah, I got a few. Okay, cool. Very cool. All right. Wow. I didn't expect you to, to, to have that one locked and loaded. You didn't need to think about that one at all. I mean, there's maybe a couple other things I would do, like a lake house or something, but yeah, yeah I get some tats. 
<laughs> Dude, I absolutely love that. I think the first thing for me, you just kind of, you, you hint at a little bit there. The first thing that I would go with is either a beach house or a mountain house and potentially both because what's better than being able to this time of year dip your feet in the water, whether it's the beach or pool, right? Because you would definitely want a pool if you came into that large a sum of money, right? So I'll say beach house and mountain house. And the mountain house comes from my love for snowboarding. And so I would hope that it would be out somewhere, somewhere maybe in like Jackson Hole, Wyoming. That's a pretty cool spot. I've been to Jackson Hole. I've been to, I've been to Copper Mountain in Colorado. I've been to Park City in Utah. Uh, somewhere in California would be cool too. I know they've, they've got good skiing, good snowboarding in certain spots as well. The other thing that I considered Denton was uh, a boat. Boat would be pretty cool. But if you're going to buy a boat, then you probably need a house or a dock, right? Somewhere to put the boat. Uh, and then if I'm talking about sports memorabilia, I think something related to Sean Taylor would, would be pretty cool. I'm big Sean Taylor fan, as I'm sure everybody listening. Well, not everybody, but maybe most people listening to the show are. I have the Taylor rally towels that they were giving away for donations this year, as well as one of the patches the team wore after he died in 2007. But if I came into a ton of money, I'd probably pony up for a game-worn jersey or something like that. I think that's a pretty good list. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I'm with you on the Sean T stuff. I think yeah. uh, from from a me- memorabilia standpoint, he's the yeah. first guy that I would uh, try yeah. and find some things out. Hey, for. but I like the I like the tattoo idea, too. I don't have any, but I've 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 long been trying to figure out what I could get in terms of a tattoo because they're obviously not very cheap and they're going to be there forever. So I want to make sure that something special. But both my parents have tattoos and I don't have one yet. So I'm due for a tattoo. Too, ladies and gentlemen. You are absolutely due for attack. (laughs) Exactly. So that's just about going to do it for us. Nationals at the Diamondbacks coming up next on 106.7 The Fan. Thanks so much to you, Denton, my producer, Denton Day. Fantastic job each of our shows this weekend. And thank you to our guests, RJ Anderson, CBSSports.com's Major League Baseball coverage. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy a little bit of Nats baseball and stay cool. We'll talk to you all again soon. Let's hand it off to Charlie and Dave. Standing by in Arizona. Until next time, be safe, be kind, be well. I'm out of here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 